the UAF is our main focus this hour. A total of 28 billion rand being paid since the 16th of April. 770 million rand has been paid directly into the bank accounts of the workers instead of being paid through their employers, even though the employers lodge the claims on behalf of the workers. The cumulative figure since April that has been paid as relief payments to domestic workers stands at 135 million rand, while a total of 639 million rand and has been paid for workers of foreign nationality. The total benefits amount for ordinary claims has increased over the comparative period by 1.6% to 3.3 billion rand. And unfortunately, 965,000 employees have been unable to receive their benefits because of outstanding information from their employers. I do know that the Department of Employment and uh, Labor uh, was going to be taken to court by uh, legal representatives of those aggrieved, saying uh, many Many South Africans keep on resubmitting documents um, and being told a week, couple of weeks later, sorry, uh, there are documents missing, please do resubmit them. Uh, it's frustrating. I've received calls on my weekend breakfast show when I was still hosting it um, of people who've been waiting the months of March, uh, April, May, and now agonizing of the fact that they might not be paid in June as well. As always, we invite your experiences in applying for that relief fund from the UIF. Um, joining me on the line now is a financial journalist at MoneyWeb, Melita Galongulu. Melita, a very good morning and thank you very much for joining us today. Good morning, Africa, and a very good morning to you too. Uh, 28 billion rand is a staggering amount being paid out uh, for UIF since the 16th of April 2020. There have been some successes to this relief uh, plan, but also some frustrations. That is very true. There have been some frustrations, especially in the last couple of months, the past two months, where you find that when the UIF applications moved from emails um, to the um, online portal, you find that some applications are actually not being processed, some payments are not being made, and there were glitches to the system. And we, there was a time where even there was a, where there was a cable problem, a, a technical problem with the cable. So payments were just not done on time in that month of April. And then came May, um, another challenge which was actually found in the system. So now come June again, there's been fraudulent um activities happening in the system, which is one of the reasons why the, the June applications have not yet been opened. But even though this is the last month um, for employers to apply for their employees for the the um, UIF TERS benefit. So it has been a bumpy road, but I also have, have been some positives because 6 million workers have actually been paid and they have, uh, we would say that only 1 million workers basically are still needed to be paid. So also one of the challenges which I actually must mention why people were actually not paid on time is because a lot of companies were also not compliant. Um, they were not contributing towards the UIF fund and they were, employers were also not registered. So then come now the COVID-19 induced national lockdown. Um, a lot of companies needed now to start with the compliance um, stage first before the employers could actually be paid on time. Uh, and I suppose before we go through some of the technical glitches and problems that the department had in processing their payments, uh, is this it? Is the month of June going to be the final month that uh, those who have lost employment or uh, have not been able to earn a salary will be able to play uh, to apply rather for that TERS UIF benefit? 
Unfortunately, Africa, this is, well, yesterday was the last day we actually applications could be sent through to the to the Department of Labor for the UIF TERS benefit. So um, if you had not applied before then, then unfortunately you will not be receiving funding. Only funding that will be paid out now is maybe for applicants that had outstanding documents or there was something that needed to be filled in because there were some areas in applications. So that obviously the government will be compliant or they have to actually allow those people to receive their money for the past three months. But other than that, the, the, the department will not be taking new applications. I suppose then, given the fact that there will unfortunately be millions who have lost their jobs permanently, they will not be employed again, even though in advanced level three lockdown, there are many more companies that are returning uh, to business. They will then just be able to access their normal course of UIF as they would if they had lost a job any other time, correct? Yes, that is correct. So if an employee is let off during this time and then they're also not going to be receiving the UIF benefit, then they can actually apply for the normal UIF and also those going on maternity leave, they can continue to apply for the UIF. I also just want to mention that there also have been challenges like in the last couple of months where you find that those, uh, the department is focusing so much on the UIF benefit, forgetting basically or there's been grievances that a lot of employers employees that apply for the normal UIF, such as maternity leave or unemployment um, UIF, who are just not receiving it in the past couple of months. And the, and the department always says that this is because um, we are on lockdown, they, they do not have staff at the labor centers, and the UIF benefit, um, UIF TERS benefit is actually applied at the head office. And for the normal um, UIF, you have to go to your local um, UIA labor um, department. So there have been a lot of challenges, but those that are still wanting to apply for the normal UIF, they can go to the department. Let's then go um, a little bit more into these technical problems that um, have been experienced by the Department of Labor and uh, Employment. Uh, What COVID-19 has shown uh, to me, Melita, is the inadequacies, unfortunately, in this government to be able to deliver on what it's is its primary mandate. Um, they clearly were not ready to, to, to absorb the increase in the demand for their service and for the UIF, um, that, um, that COVID-19 has presented for them. Um, you could say that, but then we also need to bear in mind that the UIF system was not made or which is not designed to pay out, um, such a large amount, amount of um, money, especially to a large amount of workers, because usually they would pay when there's no COVID-19. The fund pays out annually about 15 billion rand. So now with COVID-19, um, in the last three months, they've paid up to 26 billion rand, and that's like up to 6 million workers. So yes, the system was not designed for that, but I suppose it's the time for us, even as a country, to start reflecting on our system and how we actually govern this country and how we do things moving forward on how we can actually provide better services um, to the people at a faster pace. Because unfortunately, this will not be the last pandemic that this country has to 
deal with, right? And it is better to be prepared for the worst case scenario than to have to uh, have nearly a million uh, employees who have lost their jobs, whose employers assume uh, allegedly have, um, you know, contributed religiously every month towards the UIF fund, which is meant to help out at times of, of, of this nature. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a time for us, like I said, to start pulling up our socks and start thinking and be prepared and being future fit and realizing that, you know, times have changed now. Last year, this time, we never thought that we would actually find ourselves in a pandemic. And here we are. So moving forward, how can we do better and actually being prepared for any form of disaster that may actually arise? All right. Thank you very much, Melita, for your time this morning. Melita Ngalungulu is the financial journalist at MoneyWeb, uh, writing extensively on the challenges that have been found um, by the Department of Labor and Employment in trying to meet its mandate, its directive of having to bring relief to those who would have lost their jobs as a result of COVID-19.